0: back and better than ever the god of abraham isaac and jacob podcast continues episode eight on the way are you ready we pretty much finished chapter 22 of genesis last time so we're ready to make that transition from abraham to isaac a monumental transition really as always, I'll encourage you, if this is your first time listening, go back and listen from the beginning so you can get the whole picture of this amazing story. And remember, more resources like this podcast are available on mariusministries.com. Also, can I trouble you to leave a review of the podcast on your favorite platform that helps get the word out? The other thing that helps more than that even is for you to share this podcast with your family and friends. We will be so grateful. The reason this podcast is being done is to help those who God would have listened, that they may be strengthened and encouraged in their faith as they meet face to face with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So the more people that listen, the more we can get the word out and we can get more people blessed in the word of God so with that said let's get started last episode we finished the amazing story of Abraham sacrificing his son Isaac a truly inspiring account of the faithfulness of God it is a story that looks forward toward the ultimate sacrifice of the Lamb of God Jesus Christ on the cross To put even more emphasis on it, take one last look at the end of Genesis 22. The conclusion of the episode with the sacrifice of Isaac is that the angel of the Lord calls out to Abraham a second time and says, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. So you not only hear there again the affirmation of God's promise to Abraham, He will multiply his offspring, but note that in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. How is this possible? As we have discussed, the Christ will eventually come through Abraham's offspring, through whom we are all saved. If you take a look at luke chapter 3 starting on verse 23 you'll read the genealogy of jesus and Luke will trace it from joseph all the way back through david jacob isaac to abraham and even all the way back to adam it is all significant and you can understand it better now after getting acquainted with the god of abraham and his faithful promises I hope those New Testament passages take on a new meaning for you as you reread read through them after listening to this podcast. Okay, time to move on now. We read that Abraham was taught about his brother Nahor having children with Milcah, his wife. A number of children are mentioned, including Bethuel, who fathered Rebekah. This is a name we don't know about yet, but we will. It relates to the story we will discuss today, so I do want to note it here. Chapter 23 greets us with the death of Sarah. She lived 127 years, the text says, and she died at Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the land of Cana, in Israel today, what is known as the West Bank. We are told that Abraham weeps for Sarah and sets out to find a fitting gravesite for his beloved. Recall that Abraham is sojourning in the land of the Hittites. So he asks them for a piece of land and we have this sort of funny exchange where they want just to give it to him, but he wants to buy it from them. And they go back and forth a few times, but Abraham insists and he pays Ephron, the son of Sohar, 400 shekels of silver for the cave at Machpelah, where he ends up burying Sarah. This is an important biblical site that is still around to this day. Abraham will be buried there also, as will be Isaac and his wife and Jacob and his wife. The site has been transformed at different points in history. Herod the Great built a big structure around it. There was a church built inside that was later converted into a mosque by the Muslims in the 7th century and then recaptured again by the crusaders in the 12th century, then again by Muslims. But anyway, you can still visit this site today, although the actual tomb is in the cave beneath, the place that is open to the public. These facts are always encouraging to note because they remind us we are reading history here, not fiction. Always remember that and remind your children and grandchildren of that fact. Abraham is left alone now, but he's very old also. If Sarah was 127, he's probably 137, given their ages at the birth of Isaac, 90 and 100. So he's thinking that his time is coming and therefore wants to make sure Isaac marries a woman from his own tribe, and not a Canaanite from the place they are currently living in. So he makes his servant swear to him that he would go back to his homeland and try to get a wife for his son. The servant is a bit reluctant at first. Perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I then take your son back to the land from which you came? He tells Abraham in verse 5 of chapter then you will be free from this oath of mine, only you must not take my son back there. Note again, Abraham is walking by faith. The woman will have a choice. To be sure, there are societal pressures that forced women to make tough choices at that time, but there is something deeper here than the simplistic calculations of our modern society. Never listen to those who want to sit in judgment of the Word of God from their supposed enlightened modern or postmodern point of view. These so-called experts are usually the most blind of all teachers. We do well to approach Scripture always with humility, with a sort of fear and trembling due to the Lord of the universe, whose word we have on our hands. Abraham's servant swears takes some significant resources, camels, servants, and gifts, and then departs on his journey to find a wife for Isaac. Where is he going? He's going to go to Mesopotamia, the city of Nahor. Remember the name? Yes, that is Abraham's brother, to whom we were introduced earlier at the end of chapter 22, who had born children along with his wife, Milcah. Now you can see how this is a crazy endeavor. How is he going to even approach anybody? He doesn't know anyone in the area and he's just showing up unannounced. Just about the only thing he has going for him is the appearance of being respectable, given the possessions he's carrying around. But everything else seems to be working against him. What is he going to do? This is really a desperate situation. Where is he going to turn for help? well here's a great testimony this servant has seen the faithfulness of the god of abraham and so he turns to that god for help O lord of my master abraham he prays in verse 12 of chapter 24. please grant me success today and show steadfast love to my master abraham behold i am standing by the spring of water and the daughter of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Let the young woman to whom I shall say, Please let down your jar that I may drink, and who shall say, Drink, and I will water your camels. Let her be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this I shall know that you have shown steadfast love to my master. Ladies and gentlemen, faith will carry this servant through. He will have success. Just as Abraham had affirmed through faith, he will complete this impossible task because the God of Abraham is the God of Abraham's servant. And never lose sight, this is your God too. Or I hope you will recognize him as such if you haven't. This amazing God who can do the impossible is still looking out for his people today performing marvelous deeds to the glory of His name. Perhaps some other time I will tell you what He has done in my life, for He has done the impossible in my life too. This God is real. He is near and present at every turn. We are not talking theory here, but the true life that can be yours today. Let's keep reading. Before He had finished speaking, behold, Rebecca who was born to Bethuel, the son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her water jar on her shoulders. (laughs) I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? The young woman was very attractive in appearance, a maiden whom no man had known. She went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please give me a little water to drink from your jar. What do you think is going to happen? She said, Drink, my lord. And she quickly let down her jar and put her hand and gave him a drink. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and ran again to the well to draw water and And she drew for all his camels. (laughs) Come on, friends. Are you all reading the same thing I'm reading? This is mind-blowing. He just prayed for this. I mean, giving the man water, that's one thing. But to volunteer to water the camels also, that's something else. What I hope you see is that the God of Abraham and his servant is at work that's what we are witnessing here so stand back and prepare to be amazed after she finished he gives her some gifts and asks whose daughter are you you can only imagine his face when she tells him i am the daughter of bethuel the son of Milka, whom she bore to Nahor." so let's revisit this again I'm sorry, but this servant shows up unannounced to a place he doesn't know, prays to God, talks to the first woman that comes by, and she does exactly what he prays for. She's beautiful, unmarried, and she is from his master's household. <laughs> you may call that coincidence and go on with your life, but... I join this servant as he, in verse 26, bows down his head and worshiped the Lord, saying, Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forgotten his steadfast love and his faithfulness toward my master. I am tempted to stop there, to leave us marveling at our God the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I hope you do take some time later on and meditate on this. Meditate on how awesome and wonderful and marvelous are his ways. But I do want to finish this story today. The servant can't believe it. In the next verse, he says, As for me, the Lord has led me in the way to the house of my master's kinsman he knows he hasn't done anything. He just showed up, walked by faith, and God took him right where he needed to be at the exact time he needed to be there. Do you dare pray that way? This is not testing God. I know many of us have tried that. This is not the same prayer. Jesus refused to do that in the desert when the devil tried to get him to put God to the test. You can read that in Matthew 4. We cannot do that. We will be frustrated and disappointed every time. This is someone sent by God on an impossible task that demands trust and actually walking in that trust, desperately praying for God's help and guidance through faith. God will come to your aid every time in answer to such prayer. But this servant is not out of the woods yet, right? He's got to go and talk to the family still, and he hasn't even told Rebecca the story. She may refuse to go. Common sense says she will. (laughs) But for God, right? He goes to her household, meets the family, dines with them, and finally tells the story that has brought him there. Can you imagine? Just put yourself as a dad or a mom hearing this craziness from a man you just met. Conveniently talking to you about your beautiful daughter. I mean, I have two daughters, people. This is not sitting well on my stomach right now. But you see, those are the calculations of man. I know these calculations. They don't add up. They never will. The problem is that they are not reality. There is a spiritual realm, a spiritual reality that the world ignores. And because of that, it can never experience the glory of God, righteousness. Righteousness means what is right, what is good, what is excellent. In order for us to experience that glory, that joy, and that peace, we must walk by the Spirit, not by sight. Rebecca and her family must be guided in this way right now or they will understandably reject this man as an unstable lunatic. But he is not. Do you see the depth of what we are talking about here? If you have rejected God up until now because things just don't add up and your parents or Christian friends sound like crazy people, what if they are not? What if what they are telling you is the truth? I beg you to come and see, taste that the Lord is good. Laban, Rebekah's brother, and Bethuel, her father, seem to be at a loss. But they believe this message is from the Lord, so they agree. Listen to how they responded. The thing has come from the Lord. We cannot speak to you bad or good. Behold, Rebekah is before you. Take her and go, and let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has spoken. You can hear the fear of the Lord in them, but it's like they don't like it, right? They say they, they won't speak good or bad about it. So it is not surprising that the next day, when they are about to leave, they are a bit apprehensive about it. They ask the servant to remain with them a bit longer. Abraham's servant sort of feels what is happening and asks them not to delay him. So they finally turn to what they should have done from the beginning. They ask Rebekah, what does she want to do? And they called Rebekah and said to her, will you go with this man? She said, I will go. So they sent away Rebekah, their sister and her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, our sister, may you become thousands of ten thousands, and may your offspring possess the gate of those who hate him. Then Rebekah and her young women arose and rode the camels and followed the man. What an amazing testimony of the goodness of God. None of them, none of them will regret trusting God in this way. Not the family, not the servant, not Abraham or Isaac, and not rebecca herself who will be loved by isaac note that on verse 67 when we are faithful to god he is always sure to bless us in ways unimaginable the god of abraham is faithful and good so put your trust in him won't you i will put my trust in god who alone knows my makeup the god Jessica and Jacob.